and we're off and we're recording welcome everybody Tuesday morning I'm feeling good decent night's rest women running in the road our dokie doke <laughs> So I felt really good about yesterday's episode and thinking it couldn't get any better than that. My father-in-law, Eric Williamson, listened to it and then sent me a very lengthy uh, text message talking about how proud he was of me. And it obviously meant the world to me. And so knowing that just that that impact alone and it's funny his words because I was talking about the fact that my podcasts and what I'm trying to achieve and do for others but ultimately the dividends it'll pay for myself and he amplified on that as well saying that I may not be fully aware of it but the repercussions it's going to have on my life are huge and and just the way he expressed it and the way he amplified it it was such a spot-on analysis and every time I think that dude can't surprise me he surprises me again and so just to give a little background on him the reason me and my wife met each other is because our dads were stationed together in Rota, Spain we were going to high school. I knew of her. I mean, it was a small uh, DOD, Department of Defense High School. But me and my wife weren't friends. And it was essentially the friendship of our parents at the time being stationed over there. My dad, uh, a chief at the time, her dad, a senior chief. That That's how they became acquaintances through the chief's mess. Funny enough that I should become a chief myself, uh, but Woo! oh sorry, <laughs> light was turning yellow. Um, and so that's how we met actually, and and it's just interesting how our families have been intertwined ever since. And and so yeah, so the background on, on uh, Eric because that's how I met him. He went on to have a, a lengthy 30-year career, uh, <laughs> prestigious career as a command master chief. And I and they even actually came to him and asked him because to go beyond 30, um, you have to get permission. Essentially, they have to request it. They have to want you. But they wanted him to stay. And, and he knew that it was time for, for new blood, for young blood that every time he kept sitting in that spot was not necessarily denying somebody else, but not allowing somebody else to grow into that leadership role. Uh, the military is based off quotas as far as how many they like to uh, promote and such. And he knew it was his time to, to hang up the, the military boots and, and transition into civilian life. And I think that speaks once again to his character and how he carries himself. And throughout my relationship with Eric and then dating his daughter, convincing his daughter to marry me, 
starting a family with her and then our lives forever being entwined in that regards. Um, Eric and Doreen, uh, that's Sarah's mom, have, have been like parents to me. And that's awesome, you know, to, to think that not only your actual parents who raised you, but, um, but knowing that you had a second set that you can always depend on and count on. And, and Eric, um, you know, he had a rough childhood. And I think, um, not to speak too much on his own history, but the things that were missing from his life or the errors in his life, he wanted to fix them as an adult, which he did, you know, the way he raised his kids, the way he raised Sarah. She's an awesome individual, you know, and that's a, a tribute, uh, a credit to uh, Eric and Doreen, and then how they treat me as a son-in-law, but essentially I always feel like a son to them, and I tell Eric he's like a father to me, because he, he damn near is. And once again, yeah, how they treat my kids as their grandkids. And it's so funny in that regards, real quick, than the fact that the issues that he had growing up and knowing when I get older, I'm going to not do that, are some of the issues that I'll share that I had growing up as well, too, with the relationship between my mom and my dad. And I said, well, I'm never going to be that way to my wife. You know, and, and if anything, it was just a, a learning lesson on how a true partnership and relationship should be. And real quick, my mom and dad ended up getting divorced after I left the house and went on to the military. Um, you know, they had, a, they had a long run together. My mom always thanks him for giving and providing her a family and three beautiful kids. But I'm also not surprised that it ended because once again, the things that I saw growing up. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a conversation about my life for a different podcast. That one would probably be like a two hour series, maybe like a mini drama of some kind that I break up over a week time span. It would probably be pretty epic. A lot of, a lot of tears would be shed in that one. But, Today, we're talking about perspective and self-awareness and the fact that my father-in-law, Eric Williamson, surprised the shit out of me once again. Just an awesome, smart dude. Uh, He's always pushed me to be the best, just like my wife has always pushed me to be the best. And, you know, definitely always helps in life to have a cheering section, to have people to motivate you just for the sake of trying to show them your better better self. You see that a lot on Valentine's Day and uh, and such where people post on Facebook about their significant other and how you know they wouldn't be where they were at without them and that they wouldn't be as successful that the individual that they become is, you know, contributed to their relationship, and that's so true in life, right? And it doesn't have to be a significant other. It can be, it can be mom and dad. 
younger siblings that you uh, want to show them the right way to to succeed in life, or or maybe you're the the younger one wanting to show the older ones the same thing. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be an age-related issue. I I tread lightly in the word of, uh, of wanting to impress people, but that's it's like money. You know, it, it can motivate you for only so long before it does. I think have to be truly internal that what ignites your, your flame, right? Definitely have, has to be uh, intrinsic, vice extrinsic. But Eric, I, I can't say enough good things about him. But then just to hear him say the things he did yesterday about me my podcast that I'm doing right now and and what it means overall and it's true and so let's get right into the meat of it right so not only all the things I've said so far which are 100% fact all right no denying them having awesome people telling you that you're doing awesome things makes you want to do more awesome things but and I and I heard this somewhere else too um once again, you know, I, I don't want to try to give myself credit based off of other people's things and just repeating them. But there's not too much original content in life. It's just a way of how you express it or share it or say it. <laughs> there's not too many original thoughts out there is what I'm getting at. But Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about in a podcast with somebody that if you want a home... Get that for somebody else. Do that for somebody else. The thing that you are trying to do for others will come along for you. And at the time that he said it, I thought, man, that's pretty interesting. But then to hear my father-in-law essentially say the same thing, right? Like the things that you're trying to do for others will reflect. They will reciprocate. Like a, like a damn boomerang, right? And we talk about the golden rule, do unto others as you would done unto you. And it's freaking true, folks. It's so true. And we don't realize it. Yes, we understand I should be nice to other people because I would like for them to be nice to me. First off, little disclaimer there. Never do things for other people expecting them or damn near demanding them for yourself. All right, and that's not the same. That is completely 100% not the intent. I scratch your back, therefore you have to scratch mine. That's called a, a quid pro quo. All right, and if uh, politics has taught us anything, let's try to avoid those so that way we stay out of the news. So, so avoid the quid, quid pro quo, all right, or any other Latin phrases, and and genuinely do things for others because if given the opportunity, if given the chance, it would be nice if somebody did that for you. Or if you were in a situation of need, you would hope that somebody would fill that void. Another little example of that, I told a story in one of my other podcasts about how I helped somebody jump their car. Oh no, this was actually, no, this wasn't in my podcast. This was in the podcast I'm doing with my buddy, uh, Craig Bishop, in the fight 
is our new podcast. By the way, that podcast is an hour and a half long because we can talk and we got to figure out a way to uh, bring some brevity to that. But in that one, I talked about the fact that when I was in Washington, I came across some people that needed a jump and everybody was walking past them. And, you know, I could look at that and be disheartening about it. Did they look poor? Did they look like, you know, I wanted, I could have stereotyped them as being druggies or somebody with some kind of addiction. Um, you know, they had a, a beat up car full of all kinds of crap in it. But the dude had his hood lifted and looked, I assumed he needed a jump. And I asked him if he needed help. And he's like, yeah, I think the battery's dead. I always carry jumper cables. Rolled up my SUV, gave him a jump. He said, thank you. I'm heading to the auto store. We just moved in from out of town. Traveled, you know, I think from New Mexico or Arizona or something. Someplace far. And I'm like, holy crap, you know. And so, because if I was ever in a situation where my car was dead, I would hope somebody would be like, uh, I can help them. Lo and behold, the other day at the mall... Some lights got left in the, on in the car. Some other uh, electrical accessories. Battery's dead. And now, granted, I didn't have my hood popped, you know, trying to look desperate, trying to look desperate or flag anybody down. I just walked up to somebody and said, "Hey, do you mind giving me a jump?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." You know, sweet lady, doesn't know how to pop the hood. Ladies and gentlemen, if you if you don't know how to pop your hood, please figure that out. It's like one of the first things. You don't need to know how to change your oil, but please know how to pop your hood on your expensive SUV. <laughs> so treat others how you would want to be treated. Do for others how you would hope that they would do for you, but with no expectation, right? And so, for instance, you're a real estate agent. Not for the sake of just being a real estate agent and it pays the bills, but genuinely, I want to help people find their dream home. I genuinely want to help people achieve their American dream. And you have a passion for it and you believe in it, right? Ultimately, if you excel and do well at that, I'm 99.99% sure it will help you achieve your own dreams of owning a home. I'm not saying you need to go into the field, profession that you're interested in acquiring. Ah. Sorry, more traffic. Once again, got on the highway to get off the highway. And that's all right. Folks, just like athletes, they land these huge mega million dollar contracts and beyond the money aspect of it, what's the first thing they want to do? They want to take care of the people that have taken care of them. I completely agree with that. If you have a passion, desire to truly help other individuals 
it will get paid back. It will come forward. And so in, in the long term, right, the motivation that I'm trying to spew out here, I mean, yes, it motivates me too. Every morning that I'm doing this, that I'm committed to it, that discipline of it, especially, I mean, only second weekend really, but there's times where I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Like, but I, I have a lot to talk about. I know a lot to talk about. I just wanted to be clear and concise with y'all. But I also don't want to be super rehearsed about it. And maybe at some point I get to that, you know? Maybe I have like a production company and uh, other people assisting me with producing this content, <laughs> putting it together. I laugh because I'm like, that would be awesome. That would be cool. I don't have the mindset that that's an impossibility or that would never happen or no nah, that's for other people nah hell no. Nah. that could be me I do like right now that it's just me it's raw and I just put it out there I do wish I, I had an opportunity to edit a little more but you know that's little tweaks in life Crappy plan is better than no plan. Taking a step in some direction rather than sitting on your uh, seat is always better than, uh, you know, yeah, than taking no action, right? So back to what I'm trying to highlight today is doing for others, right? Doing for others. And it, it will just... Trust me, this is one that there is a bit of faith involved. And whether you are a person of faith or not in the truest sense, but just knowing once again, right? Okay, so I got, I like, uh, I like good fables, analogies, what have you. Uh, there's a Chinese bamboo. And it takes forever to grow. Now I say it takes forever to grow as in, it takes something like years. I wanna say it's almost like five to six years. I'll look this up and tomorrow, uh, I'll take it as a look up and get you all the exact facts on this, on this type of bamboo and all the facts and figures. Suffice it to say, it takes six years for this bamboo to grow. But the thing is you can't see it growing. You have to be committed to watering it. Like, you, you plant it, you water it. For years, you cannot see it grow. If you, if you try to dig it up, tear it out of the ground, see what's going on with the roots, obviously you'll ruin it. And you'll stunt the whole process. So you have to have the faith in knowing that as long as you're committed to seeing this thing grow and mature, it will happen. And you can be out there watering dirt and somebody can walk along and be like, what are you doing? I see, I see you doing that every day. What has it been, like a year or two now? And you're still just watering dirt. Best of luck with that. And how many people would give up, you know, not really knowing or believing or having some kind of faith in the process? But sure shit, six years later, it grows. And when it does come out of the ground, it comes out like a freaking rocket. Like it grows feet per day. And literally within like a month, 
it's like over 10 feet tall or something like like that you know but the 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 discipline to something you can't see to have the faith in it to believe in it and just like your own maturation not being able to know or see what's really what the fruit's going to bear on this tree that you're watering called your life (laughs) the investment you're making in yourself that you should be doing daily and right if you listen to my podcast a few times that that's not going to make any real dent listen to my podcasts over and over again for 30 days straight and if you're a subscriber I hope you do listen to it for a very long time <laughs> but you're not going to you're not going to see the results you have to have faith in knowing that if I stay true to what I believe in to my discipline to my goal to my actions the fruit will bear I don't know when or how but when the moment strikes I will be ready Bruce Lee said I'm not afraid of the individual that knows 10,000 different kicks or has essentially practiced 10,000 different kicks once Bruce Lee said I'm afraid of the individual that's practiced one type of kick 10,000 times right and it goes back to that mantra of 10,000 hours to become a master at something so being dedicated to yourself having the discipline not knowing when you're going to have to exercise that skill set that mindset of resilience but when the moment strikes you'll be prepared you'll be ready I have given so many trainings and stood up in front of so many groups and crowds of varying shapes and sizes, whether I was the expert in them in that field or not. I've done several vlogs and now I'm doing this podcast, getting comfortable with my own voice, my own thoughts, my own feelings. But that's, that's something huge in life. Like that, that is a great skill set to be a presenter, to be able to stand up in front of a crowd, not freeze, not panic, not go, um, so, 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 um, with all those filler words. And there are plenty of opportunities in life when you're going to need to do that especially as you progress professionally to be able to stand up in front of individuals present something talk about something represent your company your division your department your group be a stakeholder in something own it and get buy-in from other individuals especially if you need to sell something make money what have you and I see a lot of people who they shy away from that. They allow themselves to be an introvert, whether they truly are or not. 
that's something else I'll tell you too. People talk about, oh, are you an introvert, extrovert? I, they're labels. They're a way we describe things, just like being black and white. If you let being black or white define you, that's on you. If you allow somebody to say, you're an introvert, and that's why you suck at this, and you go, yeah, that's true. I'm never going to be good at presenting. I really should never present. I should never put myself out there because I'm an introvert. It's been labeled. You know, just like... <laughs> just like signs, right? Like I'm a Virgo, so that makes me X, Y, and Z. I think you are whatever you want to be. So if you want to be an introvert, if you don't want to interact with other people, that's a conscious choice. You'll find that, yeah, there are successful introverts in life, but when you're able to get comfortable with yourself, you just naturally become an extrovert because you realize, I need other people to succeed. I need other people to be successful. I really want to go far in life. Therefore, I need to build a tribe, an army to assist me. I'll help them and they'll help me. And then you just become an extrovert naturally and so you'll see people that don't get presentations because of labels because I'm a quiet person I don't want to look like a fool I mean that's really your own insecurities that prevent you from getting up and getting out and put yourself out there what if I get exposed I'll be vulnerable all eyes are on me guess what you're not gonna be perfect there's no illusion of perfection. There's just the truth in the fact that people want to see you do well if you prepare for it. If you don't go in like a schmuckatelli and just try to wing it, yeah, you'll crash and burn hard. And people will be like, I never want to put that person in front of a crowd ever again. They embarrass me. <laughs> so don't do that. All right. But if you prepare for it, shoot, you can do a little mini presentation for yourself, in front of the mirror, in front of those that love you and would never judge you, whoever that is. And so what I talk about in this podcast about being motivated to do things for other people. And being committed to stuff. In the process. What I'm saying is. I want y'all to get yourself. And put yourself out there. Do something uncomfortable. Alright. Go out of left field. Just. Please. You won't realize it. But do something uncomfortable. There we go. And just like when I started this podcast 27 minutes ago, thinking about my father-in-law and how awesome he is and how the words he said resonated with me and had me to reflect on the fact of what I'm doing will pay dividends for other individuals that are willing to listen. But ultimately, like a boomerang, it's going to come back around and it's gonna help me more than I realize. So then that daisy chain 
leads to me talking about being committed to the little things that we're doing and not being able to see the fruit that we're going to bear from our actions, right? The fact that in a year from now, after having done this podcast every day, what kind of person will that make me and transform me into? I'm excited about meeting that person. I have no idea what the end result's going to be, but I know it can only be positive. It can only be awesome because I believe in the process and I believe in what I'm doing and what I'm saying. So then that steam rolls into y'all doing something for yourself that you're not sure of the exact benefits of, but when the time comes, when it's necessary for you to get out of your shell, you'll come out kicking and swinging and being awesome. And so then that leads me to what I think can ultimately be the best point of this whole podcast on, on top of all those great topics and ideas and execution is do something different today. Break out of your norm. Break out of your routine. Whatever it is. Whatever makes you comfortable. Your cycle of doing things today and how you execute them. The individual at work that everybody kind of avoids because they're awkward and socially not fully developed and they're an introvert and maybe they don't dress the same as everybody else because their style sense is a little different so it makes everybody feel uncomfortable and (laughs) it's funny because I picture stereotypically somebody with a bunch of posters in their cubicle of cats and they got the cat calendar and everything you know when a cubicle has a theme of some sorts and maybe it's not the most and then it's also like on top of that it's theme but it's an awkward theme of some kind so them growing up as an individual they liked such and such you know maybe it was Alf or Garfield yeah there we go Garfield right so everything they have in their cubicle in their little bubble is is Garfield theme so then you're like I I don't relate I just want to tell them I need this report and leave it at that and if I can send it in an email then uh, the better for me less interaction no no wrong answer alright break out of your comfort zone talk to that individual engage them you know nothing about Garfield, ask them questions about Garfield. Especially if you're their supervisor. Holy crap, that's a way you freaking break down boundaries and make true connections with people. Oh, we're all driving like jerks. Sorry, trying to get over and not get an accident. Those are always my goals in the morning. Get to work, not get an accident. Finish my podcast. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. And you don't have to jump out of a plane. It can just be putting the parachute on and seeing how that feels. That's all you gotta do. Just put the parachute on. All right. It didn't kill me putting the parachute on. And we'll build towards jumping out the plane, but that's that's down the road. If you're gonna go on this journey with me, I'll make sure you're safe, all right? So. What are you going to do today? 
Think about it right now with me while you're listening to my sultry voice. Take you to work. What is something at work that makes you nervous, makes you scared? Um, there's trainings that we do quarterly. And I don't know why I didn't realize to ask if I could do them or be a part of them or present to the company. But I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to do it. It's exciting. It's different. And I think I could be awesome at it with preparation. Oh, but wait, I've been preparing it for my, for my whole career because I've been doing trainings and presentations and getting up, speaking as an expert or pseudo-expert on certain topics and things. Car off. At work. Parked. All right. So what are you doing? Say it out loud. Say, today at work, I'm going to do this. Or at home with my wife. We are going to do this. She has always been wanting to do this. I say wife because I'm a man married to a woman. But whoever your significant other is, today with my partner in life, I'm going to go and do something different. We never go out because we've gotten comfortable in our marriage. This weekend, we're going out someplace nice. Going to take her dancing. I suck at dancing. She loves it. Let's freaking do it. And every time you have those little victories in life, obviously the more you're exposed to it, the more victories you'll have. Just doing something different, challenging yourself to get out of your norm. It will be freaking fantastic, I promise you. So, today, you're saying it out loud with me right now. Going to do something different going to try something different going to get out of my comfort zone change is the only inevitability in life so being comfortable being comfortable with being uncomfortable you will succeed i promise you on that great episode start off a little weak in regards to the passion that i truly have for this I love my father-in-law to death and the things he said yesterday resonated so well that that was the launch pad for this podcast. So thank you, Eric. But it steamrolled into something good. It all, all my thoughts getting out there accumulated into something great and it's time to wrap it up. So please share with those that you feel could benefit from this, especially this one. Talking about getting out of your comfort zone. Hell yeah. So I'm going to do good things today. I'm going to do good things and hopefully they turn into great things. I want y'all to do the same. So have a beautiful day. Intentionally. I love y'all.